All right, this has been a long time coming, but welcome back, Hawklings. We're here at the beginning of a bright and shiny new season two. Um, today, we are joined by the very talented, the very, very masculine, and very, very handsome producer that goes by the name of Hayes. What's up? Hey, Seth Rogen gang. Joe Rogan gang. Joe Rogan experience here. Just yep. kidding. Don't copyright us, Joe. <laughs> and as always, I'm Tony. <laughs> I'm Evan. And this is the ghost of Connor's voice. As Connor is tending to personal matters and work, his life is rough. I've had but how are you doing, Hayes? I'm good, y'all. How are you guys? This is great. I'm so excited to be here. It's incredible. Me too. I like the enthusiasm. My stomach yeah, is man. full. Of what? Well, we already talked about that. You had a burrito. That's so cool. There's big burrito vibes here this morning. Burrito with ketchup and mustard, right? BBV, BBV. BBV. All right. Well, let's get this kicked off. Hayes, how has the past few months been? How are you dealing with uh, the holidays during quarantine? Mm, it's been good, man. I got the COVID a little bit ago, and that's why we're not in like a studio together. We were going to rent out a space and do this thing live in front of a video audience, but, you know, sucks at COVID. I know. I got to return that fun. green screen to Amazon still. Yeah, and the bleachers and shit for the fans. I know they're so mad. All those refunds we had to issue uh, broke. Like then the league, the paperwork, whatever. You know, we don't want to get into the nitty gritty like that. But yeah, no. quarantine has been straight for me. Like I was really digging not working, and then having the government give me a bunch of money. But then the government decided to give a lot less money, and it hasn't been as as sick since. I know it's yeah. terrible, right? Yeah, dude. I was really getting into the groove of it. Well, hopefully we get some more here soon. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Aren't they doing like Wendy's gift cards or something like that? Yeah, I think it's uh, like a free four for four every Sunday or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you get a choice. I think it's either that or just like a, a Subway coupon. Half off a of Baconator. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that shit. Hey, Baconators used to slap. Oh, it's been good. I just uh, I just went and saw some fam, some girlfriend family in Wisconsin in Aaron Rodgers country. That was nice. nice. What did Aaron Rodgers have to say? Aaron Rodgers, uh, he he didn't have a lot to say because they barely beat the like four and nine Panthers over the weekend. So he was a little grumpy, but it's okay. We still love him. Hey, you know what? That's my team, the Panthers, out here in North Cac. Oh yeah, aren't so? Aren't you from Greensboro, North Carolina? Yes, I was. Yeah, I was born and raised in Greensboro down there, and uh, I moved about what fifty minutes west to Durham, and now I'm here. Oh, and you're still there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Born and raised, haven't left yet. You picked up an, an accent there. Going back to your roots. What do you mean? Kind of like a southern accent there. Oh no, nothing. Nope. It's that Greensboro. Yeah, I can I can put on the southern charm. Really? Ready. And so, what what was like growing up in Greensboro like? Like, was it like a big? Is it like big town? Is it small town? Is it country? Um, I'd say it's a medium town, medium country. So it's like, it's grown a lot. It's just like a normal ass place to live. Like, if you just think something pretty unremarkable, but nice at the same time, pleasant, that's Greensboro. You know? So I've heard it's described like a, like a big, small town, I've heard. Little big town, yep. Is little big town from there? Though they should be, though, you know, oh, yeah, they missed out. It's good marketing, I know, right there. Be perfect. 
But yeah, I, I kind of I liked it. You know, I, I there's always a thought like you know move to L.A. because that's where all the dubstep is. You know, or move to fucking Denver to smoke trees. You know, but green like North Carolina is cool. You got the mountains. You got the beach. And rent's not super expensive, so. Yeah, I have heard that from some people that I've known from there. They say that it's relatively good pricing on to live. It's not like solid, Denver. Solid prices, yeah. Or like San Francisco. But um, but so not just growing up there, but so what what sparked this music thing? growing up there like is it like a music place like nashville or is it like no. someone in your family really was into music and they kind of passed that off on to you no it just like i just started it like blossomed from me and like no one really knew where it came from like my musical abilities because i always like could just like play instruments and without like knowing what i was doing if that makes sense like i could just like understand how music works and then my my mom's dad was like kind of not in the picture her whole life. He's been like a nomad, like lives in like camps and shit. And we figured, like she figured out that he had like all this musical ability and like was like a traveling, just like street musician. So we're thinking that's where I got it from. So maybe that's that will be my uh, path after COVID. You know, no shows. I'll just like be a homeless street musician. You're just carrying wow. around CDJs and stuff, walking around. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be great. I'm sure that won't like annoy anyone. Like oh, imagine getting on the like, subway and someone's just blasting rhythm or like Accio's. Yeah. yeah, someone's just blasting it on CDJs. They got like a whole like white table set up outside the subway. And no one fucking likes it. <laughs> it's not like that. What is that one video? Isn't it like Bon Iver or whoever they're singing in the subway? And like people and are weeping. Like, yeah, and people are like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> people are like <laughs> scrambling to get off the subway. <laughs> trampling each other paying you to stop just please take yeah, the money and leave he's fucking stop i mean that's that's pretty interesting i would never have guessed that a traveling uh estranged family member would be the the reason yeah. for your musical abilities because no one else can like even like like clap on beat you know <laughs> i wonder if it's genetic it must be i mean that i think it has to be because like it has to be you know, they'd give me like little toy pianos and I could like play tunes. And I don't know. I'm pretty much like a savant at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, was, it's it's been picking up lately for you. Um, and Deadbeats here for a while now, and it seems like you're like part of that Deadbeats family now. Is, it, is that kind of what it feels like, is being part of that, that Deadbeats family? Yeah, dude. Like, so, I mean, I started out on Mousetrap and like, right. I feel like I could just pick up techno because I didn't, I started making music three years ago and then within a month, like, I got signed to Mousetrap. It was just like very sudden. I barely knew what I was doing. Like, and then I have this contract and they're like, we want five songs and I had none. You know, I had that one I sent them and that was it. So like from the start, I've been trying to like figure out what haze is and what kind of music I like. And I always liked, you know, I fucked around DJing in college and stuff like playing fraternity parties. Cause I was the only one with like a little DJ set up and like, I always liked playing like the heavier music. So whenever I'd play these techno shows, it was fun if you have the right crowd, but like it didn't work all the time. But what would work is like me playing this hype fucking music, like bass music, which I always liked you know, going to like bass nectar shows and pretty light shit as like a young hooligan. Um, but so, yeah, like I think I just kind of fell out of the techno, you know, sphere and started making bass music. And that EP that I put on Jaws's label was kind of a bridge. Like they were great. Um, but then I was always trying to send 
Harrison at Deadbeat some stuff. And, you know, he finally latched onto a song. And they've been, like, incredible, incredible to work with. Like, nothing I've experienced in terms of their dedication and, like, willingness to help beyond even the music releasing aspect. Like, just helping me build a career for myself. Uh, so yeah, I definitely feel like I've been lucky enough to be ushered into like their circle. So yeah, that's been a huge part of my growth this year. I think yeah, it says I think. a lot when, when they help personally outside of just releasing a song and then kind of just like putting you to the side, like, okay, you're done. Oh no, dude. It, like but you're an investment to find agents yeah. and managers and like helping me with my brand and like having a call with me on a Saturday about shit. Like, they're like and friends. I, and like is, that's kind of like what I feel like we all kind of aspire these labels to be like is they're not just music labels. They're kind of like a family, like an like a, kind of like a corporate family, but you know more than that. And totally you know that, that that's why when we were talking about like voting for the time person of the year and stuff and they're like do we want Joe Biden? Do we want Donald Trump? Do we want Dr. Fauci? I was like Harry eats bagels has been doing a ton for the <laughs> well-being of our country this year. So, yeah. Like frontline workers, I would have to say probably get get the award for me, but Harry is yeah. definitely like hard second. Yeah, I totally agree. That guy's so fucking smart and like whenever I have some like issue or like I can't decide on something, I'll just have a call with him and he'll like easily like set me straight in like 30 minutes. He's just, he's great. And like, yeah, that's always what I wanted in a label. And like, I'm not saying the ones I worked with were bad. Like, you know, they all did a good job, but like I was, I could tell Deadbeats was kind of the way they are from the outside looking in by like how artists would talk about them. And then like, you know, once I'm on the inside, I found out that that, that to be true plus some, you know? And so that kind of that kind of brings me to the the second the se- like a second part of the question is something that we we ask kind of everyone that comes on here is what are like what is like a big moment like is it like when you get off a call with Harrison where he like talks you through like something you're confused about in a track on a Saturday or is it like you get done doing Deadbeat's house party or any or like releasing a song like what is the most like impressionable moment that you've had so far where you're like, holy crap, like, this is my life now? Like, what did I even do right? They all have, like, this kind of euphoric, like, hype feeling afterwards, like, in a weird way, you know? Like, having a call with Harrison, like, that's, you know, kind of common, but it's just, you know, it's fun to have someone, like, invested in you like that. Like, I always go fucking hard for those house parties. So, like, it's, you know, you know when you know, you walk off stage at like a real show, you, I, there's this like high you get. And like, I feel that even after those house parties and like seeing a track in like Friday crate diggers or dance rising, that shit can be like, Holy fuck. This is so cool. Like all that stuff. It, you know, it's like, wow, like this, this shit do be happening, you know? (laughs) And, you mentioned Spotify playlist there. Your your Spotify listenership has, I think, doubled year over year. Yep, yep, yep. That's huge growth. Yeah, I was yeah. just looking at it. It's like it's giant. Like, lot that Lions Cage Flux Pavilion remix has almost half a million plays. Yeah, I mean, my Spotify is in decent shape. Like, I I really want to get a, a track over a million, and hopefully, like next year you know, I'll have some pop off even more, but yeah, it's, I can't complain about like how my listenership has gone so far, especially, you know, the seeing to the fact I started making music in 2017. And what, what kind of started that? Like you were already DJing and you were just like, you know what, I'm just going to pick up logic pro and figure this out. So I actually had my own startup company. Um, we were like a digital marketing agency for musicians and also had a software that like automated part of it. And we were like raising capital and shit like that. 
and like we pivoted to like doing real real estate marketing which i you know it was probably a smart move for the market but something i was really interested in and i always wanted to make music like i was making little mashups and stuff back in the day but that didn't really count but i was always almost kind of like scared to because i thought okay maybe i'd suck at it instead of being good like i thought i could be so i just went for it one night and just bought logic and started plugging away at it and it clicked really fast and that's when i said okay i probably should quit everything else and just <laughs> focus on this music shit and work at a restaurant to make ends meet because it was like flexible enough where I could take days off to work on music and just, you know, go for that, go on that struggling musician campaign until I find success. Are you still doing that work at the, that restaurant and like your free time or do you focus yep. solely on music now? Sadly. Yep. Yeah. I think I especially is, now man. there's really no choice. Yeah. I mean, I, if COVID didn't happen, I think I'd have been out of there. Like, yeah. I think I'd be playing shows frequently, but you know, if I, I can wait however long, really. Yeah. If anything, it's just the time to kind of hone in on your craft even more and get ready. We're yeah. We'll just play, play like a lot of video games and like make tickets. Yeah. The reality of the situation. <laughs> I know. Hopefully, so, once the uh, vaccines come out, we get like a a midsummer, late fall kind of back to normalcy. Where we can start seeing. I, know, I hope by like yeah, I hope by summer we can start seeing some like light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to shows. Me too. I am tired of sitting in this chair. Dude, my chair is so indented at this point. Oh my gosh. I don't even have an ass and my chair is indented. I don't, it's not even. You're just like sitting on the pole? No, (laughs) I'm like sitting on like the pleather. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, there's like chunks of my chair falling off all the time. I just sweep them up. (laughs) There's chair chunks everywhere. Well, you you don't work in Logic Pro anymore. You switched to Ableton, correct? I'm in the process of switching. I have some songs I have to finish in Logic, and then I'm going to switch. What's that been like, that transition of DAWs? Easy, dude. I was, I'm such like a fucking idiot producer anyways. Like I don't <clears throat> know a bunch of key bindings, and like I'm not fast. So general shit applies regardless. And I think uh, Ableton's even more intuitive. So it was fun, man. I was like, holy fuck. I can't believe like the process of this and like how many cool tools they have. So I, I made like a whole song from start to finish in three days in Ableton. And I barely would do that in Logic. And what makes it so much faster? Is it just like... like I like the plug-in like chain. I like the little like plug-in chain at the bottom you can see everything while in logic you have to like click the individual ones and like open them and change stuff you could like tweak something here tweak something there and do it at the same time in ableton huh yeah see i'm not i'm not versed in that kind of thing so it's always (laughs) crazy like watch people do those like production live streams and stuff and i oh yeah i'm like you're i've watched that shit too yeah, I mean, I'm still like, what is happening? But <laughs> we we make we make decent tunes when we can. But you're like, what is happening? And then you play it, and people are like, this is happening. Yeah, it do be happening. Do you, do you think Ableton is a good like startup DAW for like beginners out there who are are curious and listening to totally. you and seeing you seeing your eyes? Yeah, I think so. Like. I'd jump into Ableton over the other ones. I mean, I haven't used Fruity Loops. Um, I heard it's also good, but yeah, I'd just, if you want to make electronic music, I'd go into Ableton. I think Logic might have the leg up when it comes to like live recording and like comping vocals and stuff. It's more of like, I think meant for that world. I mean, you can obviously like Buku uses Logic. Fox Stevenson uses Logic like a lot of people, but yeah. Ableton is fucking good. Do you think you're ever going to sing on one of your songs, even if like you tweak it or something, or no? 
I don't know, man. Because I like sang in high school, awkwardly enough. Like I was like the lead guy of this acapella group, and I try to play. <laughs> don't tell anyone, all right? Please. And yeah, I could sing back then, but then I haven't sang in like ten years. Besides these dumb TikTok videos, so I don't know. I'll use my vocals as like <coughs> effects and little things, but we'll see. You know, who knows what tomorrow will bring. You have a cool acapella name. Name? I do. I do. What was it? Oh fuck! You just remember it was cool. Forgot what it was called. Hazapella. Hazapella. No, it wasn't that. I forgot. Did like, you give uh, up when they didn't cast you for the first Pitch Perfect? Dude, I didn't want to like bring this up, but yeah, I mean that's probably like, I mean it, it's weighing on me to this day. So, do you harbor question. any feelings for? Next question, dude. Future? Next question. <laughs> All right. Um, so you've been releasing a ton of singles and remixes lately. Are we? Should we be expecting a larger project soon? Or yeah, it should be. Should be. Um, I'll have my biggest project coming out next year with Deadbeats. It's a Sound forty-five good. track album. No all acapella. All acapella. There's no beats. No, there's not a single drum. Make the drum just, noises with your mouth, right? Box it. Yeah, I know. They're in like other parts of my body and like different orifices and stuff. There you go. Yeah. An interesting. Mm -hmm. And is There's that a gonna... lot you can do with the human body? A lot of noises, you know. Do you edit that and splice that together in Ableton then as well? Uh, I just take videos of it and like put it together in iMovie and then export the audio. I miss iMovie. Yeah. No, but for real, I do have like a good project coming out next year. I'm finishing the mix downs for it and I'm doing the the cover art for it next week. And it's like not like graphics, it's like gonna be a photo shoot and you're gonna think it's funny. So get excited oh, for that. It's like you in a <laughs> sunflower field. <laughs> pretty much, pretty close. <laughs> But worse. Oh no. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. Like I've been trying to figure out my brand for a long time, you know, like am I gonna be a fucking robot or a fucking guy in a mask that's really mysterious or just like a wisp or a cloud, you know, like what all these other bass guys do. It's like, no, nah, I think when I ask people like what do you think the Hayes brand is? They're like, it's you, dude. And I was like, facts. Okay, I can do that. So, Yeah, I told my girlfriend that we were doing this interview, and she said, isn't that the guy that we like to watch dance? I was like, yes, Jesus. it is the guy we like to watch dance. Because that first <sighs> Electric Hawks live stream, you were yeah. just bobbing your head for like 45 minutes straight, and we were just cracking up because we tuned Dude, in. Dude, that was so fun. No idea who you were. Mm -hmm. And you were just getting it. Dude, that those Electric Hawk live streams like kicked off like people knowing my personality a lot more. <clears throat> no, yeah, it was like I saw you dance. We saw you dance, and within like two weeks, dude, you were like with Deadbeats, and you were you. I because I remember we had a we had our friend uh, on the team that was helping you out a lot and i remember the flux pavilion remix came out and i was like oh this is good and then you were on the live stream and i was like oh and he dances yeah and then like two weeks later is like they're announcing the house party or something maybe a couple weeks later and i was like all right well i guess this guy is just he's here now and you're still here i'm here i'm not going anywhere and you know sometimes that's all it takes is just putting a little boogie in your step to get people to notice. Life advice right there. Mm -hmm. Have you always been, been like a dancer or is that kind of like a recent thing? Okay, I wouldn't say I'm a fucking dancer first off. 
Like, like it's not good dancing. Am I vibrated? Am I fucking like vibrant? Yeah, for sure. That's what I do. Uh, but yeah, I've always been kind of like a goofy fuck. So that's what we that's do. Fair. Well, you've got quite a falling on TikTok now, right? Yeah. What is that, that like? So weird, dude. Like, at the start of quarantine, I had like 87 followers, right? <clears throat> and now I have 127,000 followers on there. And Jeez. people are like, and I don't even post anything about my music. Like, no, like, barely any of those people know what I actually do, which is like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to join the two, but also, like, I don't mind, like, people discovering, oh, this guy's a musician, too. Like, you know, I could be multifaceted, but, you know, obviously, I need to promote my shit on there. But, you know, so far, I'm just giving what the people want they want and growing that and it's really fun and funny and stupid. And it's like, I can't believe that I just went into my bathroom and sang Feliz Navidad and it has 3 million views. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't get it, but yeah, shit, it happened. And I think I have like a 50 requests in my inbox right now to do like cameos for people's Christmases and stuff. Holy shit. I have so, Oh God, I have so many to do. Yeah, that's like an entire different career <sighs> you're building. You got to get crafty out here. Like if I could just like say, yeah, dude, happy Merry Christmas, man. In my yeah, dude. <laughs> Hope your loved ones have a good new year and make like $50 doing that. I'd do that over serving people ramen in a restaurant in a heartbeat. And what's oh. stopping you from just doing that all the time? It's just like that. That's just not. That isn't always there. So it's hard. Yeah, to I don't rely know, dude. Yeah, and it's just kind of stupid. But we're getting used to it. It's like almost <laughs> like having. A, it's like almost like having OnlyFans. Like that's not even something to be down on yourself for. You know, I'd show a tit. No, no problem. A tip, a tit, anything. <laughs> Yo, someone was trying to pay me to fart for them the other day i'm not I even come from huh how much I come from tiktok yeah dude he was like hey can i pay you to fart i was like excuse me <laughs> you're like i'll do it for like, free no dude let's share a little more because that's something i do quite frequently and if i could like monetize those that'd be incredible so he's oh, like my. yeah so I, I pay people to fart and it's 50 dollars per fart and you can send me as many as you want. I'm like, uh, let me think about this. End up, Please end up, didn't, didn't fart, didn't fart for him. But you know, that's always something in the back burner. If I fall in hard times, I could oh, just do what you did. No, he, he kind of stopped responding to me. Maybe I was a little too eager. Like, Dude, <laughs> I, I will, I will fart for you all day, my guy. He was like, you oh, you a, do this for everyone. Yeah, really, he's kind of, maybe I didn't make my fart seem, like, exclusive enough. Yeah, he's he's like, he doesn't want it. Okay, but he was like, this is the thing, he doesn't want, like, weak farts. Like, he wants impressive shit, like, not actually impressive shit, but you know what I mean? So he's like, most guys think they, most guys think they can gas me out, but, like, not, not many can. So I got my wife to go into the shower and close the shower curtain while I like, you know, I had pants on, but I like squatted over my phone and she just let out one of those fake like hand farts that was like really sounded legit. And we were just going to con our way into fart, fart, uh, uh, you only know, farts. Mag, mag, yeah. Only farts into this fart kingdom. But yeah, the guy stopped responding. Maybe he could call bullshit. He's like such a fart connoisseur that he knew. <laughs> he's like another was... another one tries to fool me today. Yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> exactly. How much did you pay him? Only twenty five this time. <laughs> Good. Save that... the rest for next, the next one. But yeah, man, twenty twenty has been weird as fuck. So let's just be honest. <laughs> Next next question. Next question. 
That's gonna be hard to. That's hard to follow. I don't think you asked me, but I just went into that little. little (laughs) Okay, yeah. So recently, you were um, named one of your EDM's top artists, and that's alongside a bunch of, um, I mean, heavy hitting names that I think the community here knows, like Dead Crow, Rekno, Super Future, uh, Revlo, Revlo, Slow Palace, Jinx, yada yada yada. That's quite the list. What does it feel like to to be be on that list with these people and um, to get that that kind of award of recognition, but kind of like that that substance, like, like okay, yeah, like this is for sure the recognition I'm wanting and having. Right. So I mean, I went to the mall earlier to get a glam glow kit from Sephora for my sister in law, and I was like, man, like. Do these people recognize me as like, should I have someone with me to like protect me? Like just in case, you know, like, I mean, besides the social aspect of like, you know, are people that approach me because they read this article or like, are they fart sniffers, anything like that? It's been a little different and hard to adapt to, but considering those things, it is a big honor. And like, I, I've been looking at that list for, since I started, I was like, fuck man. Like, why am I not on that shit? Which I shouldn't have been at the time. Like, there's no reason for me to be on that. But, like, I feel like this year, it's really cool. And, like, I hope I don't flop on that, you know? It's like, if you're going to, like, first off, what are you going to watch me do? Like, it's not going to play shows. So, like, maybe watch Hayes do a cooking stream or play video games, which is fine. Um, I will be an artist to watch in some capacity. But yeah, I, I hope I can follow through with that. And I hope like people are going to be like the next guy in two years that gets on this list. Like, man, I can't believe Hayes was on that list two years ago and I'm on it now. That's like how I'm looking back on like Rez and Zed's dead from years past. But we'll see. It's dope. I like it. That's big. I You should promote that on your TikTok channel. Like, hey guys, I'm good at this. No, see, no, I know, dude. It's like I'm almost afraid that people are like, dude, why? What is this? Like, why aren't you doing emo accent challenge? Yeah, it's like, this is what I follow what for. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm trying I like to all the content. Yeah, this fucking sucks. What is EDM? What am I paying for? This is yeah, this is this is not fart. Like, fart. <laughs> but yeah, keep farting. Um, yeah, keep, dude, where the farts? <laughs> I don't know. We want. Yeah, farts. I do need to figure it out. I'm gonna try, man. I'm gonna try. I, I wanted to hit 100k followers, just riding this wave, and then I'll start incorporating more shit from my music. But now I'm at like 125k, and I still haven't done that. So maybe like 500k or like 40 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. I think. But here's my thought, man. Oh, go for my it. Thought. Like, you get big enough on there, it's going to be a residual fact that people are going to be so interested in you. They're going to find out about the other things in your life, you know? And I wouldn't want to, because it's hard to sell music on the internet and do it in a creative, fun way. And like, it's easier to sell goofy, fun personalities. So, like, you have, if I'm going to start doing music related TikToks, like, they have to be in line with what people like and like entertaining enough where it's like not like yo check out my single like i have to like remix my own tiktok or like you know do something yeah, like, to bridge that that's gap what, that's how i was saying like the nitty-gritty effect almost like not only does he find like those weird noises or whatever or people tag him and he makes the remixes with them so like he takes time to like make that song you know, or whatever. Yeah, it's totally. Like a full song, but like he even goes to like do like weird clips to go along with it, and like little dances. And yeah, some, some of them are easy, but like that's the point. Yeah, he just DM'd me. He was like, "Dude, your TikToks are hilarious." So we might be making a TikTok together. Oh, I think that would be. I think that would be like a hugely like successful transition for you to somehow yeah. incorporate the music. Because he's done a pretty good job at that, I think. Yeah, I like his brand a lot. And he's just a damn good producer. He's a Grammy-nominated yeah. producer now. Grammy-nominated side piece. 
Yeah, so sick. Dude, I really want to be Grammy nominated one day. So I if you guys know it. anybody, just let me know. I got the Grammys on speed dial. I'll give them a call. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, that brings up a good point. So the future of, of Hayes, what does that, that look like? Do you do you focus more on like that deadbeats niche down or do you do you explore more? Yeah. I think I'm gonna stick with deadbeats. Like and they're so open to new shit. Like sticking with deadbeats doesn't mean sticking with a certain sound, I don't think either. Like they want me to experiment more. And like the lead single off my uh EP next year is like mad different. It's weird. But they're like that's the favorite one I gave to them. Um so yeah, I mean because of how well Deadbeats has treated me, like I do not see a reason to go anywhere else. Like I love those people. And I love like the community and I love fucking Zed's Dead and Grizz and all these other people that are on there. It's peekaboo, it's insane. And it's like crazy that I'm among them, which I sh- I do not feel remotely worthy on that production level, but I guess some people do. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. And for like the future of Hayes, I kind of want to be like someone you look at, like a Getter or Dylan Francis, where like, you know, personality is just as big as their music. Like, cause that's fun for me. Like, I like that shit. You brought up the TikTok thing that my my immediate thought was, well, Dylan Francis kind of navigates that entertainer and musician. Exactly. Kind of and like, look, he's, been, he's been doing like 80% entertainer lately, especially because of COVID. And like oh, he's yeah. growing. He's growing still. Yeah, I feel like he hasn't he hasn't really pushed the music front as as hard as he has before. And he's just yeah. been doing a ton of Gerald, doing a ton of uh, whatever. What were those streams that he was doing in like April? Uh, what were they called? The ones with Diplo? No. Yeah, the ones with Diplo. Oh, yeah, those are cool, yeah. Diplo's yeah, with a cowboy hat. I mean, I think it goes back to your point. Like, people want that, that entertainer persona. Like, they relate to that. They enjoy that. It's not just, hey, check out my single. Like, it's, they follow them for them yeah and the music is kind of it along with that and i think sounds like that's kind of where you're headed as well which is i think really cool and something pretty unique and rare within the music's music scene yeah i hope so and like i feel like you either need to have like two things you need to have incredible standout music and a good brand or you need to be the brand and have good content and like so like someone like 1788L, for example, like he came out with music that blew people away and he had a good brand to go along with it. Even though no one knows who he is, like no one knows his personality, whatever. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's Dylan Francis where like a lot of people know him for his music, maybe even more for his personality. And he can make content in his house any day because, you know, people like him. I think where you're going to have a hard time growing is if you're stuck making good music, but you're not getting yourself out there and you don't have like a good content strategy. Like if you're not the personality or the brand, like you have to have assets, you have to have videos all the time or your socials are just going to sit dormant where like someone like me, I can go in my backyard and dick around for five minutes and get a social post, you know? that's kind of one of the benefits of like being your own brand that I, I really enjoy. Cause if I was a robot or some like hidden creature, I'd have to have like this professional ass video done, like saying Merry Christmas, you know what I mean? To like do a Christmas post. Yeah. But I, I could, I could just put like a, you know, be butt naked and put some reindeer antlers on. And then that works. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Probably my girth. <laughs> That's a great point, though. I think people get too caught up in, especially starting out, like they get caught up in wanting to have this brand. And that's a lot of work to, like you said, have those. It's like a Merry Christmas post or Happy Holidays post. You have to put the work in and like build out that creative asset, whether that's a highly polished yeah. 
picture or video or whatever it is, as you can just go out in your backyard with some antlers. Yeah. Like you're competing for like social real estate online, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it being a musician is not all about making music. Like it used to be. It's like nowhere near that. You have to be a fucking podcaster, a streamer, a content creator, like a brand genius, a personality, a production teacher. Like it's insane. You have to have like good communication skills to get on labels. And like I've done everything without a manager so far. And like I am the manager. Yeah, I am the manager, dude. I think you got a pretty good mindset going forward just in, you know, in the world that we're in now where everyone is what like like you said competing for that social real estate and you know there's a lot of people that I feel like get caught up in trying to like they're so focused on creating a brand for themselves like the people that I see from like you know your hometown that are like you know that also try to be DJs and stuff like every, I feel like everyone knows them where like they're they make their header their logo they make their profile picture their logo they do all this stuff for the music and like for their name but they have one song and you've never heard it before and it's like hard to get on board with that rather than someone just like being themselves and that turns into their brand. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's easy to have content around a release, right? What about the six months out of the year you're not releasing music? Like it's, you know, those times are just as crucial or you're just going to die. Your brand will. Yeah. Like we see that on Twitter when you see an artist post something and you're like, Oh, I haven't seen them in a while. And like they're posting out about their new song coming out in a couple weeks or whatever. They post the release date and then you look on their Twitter and they, they retweeted something from like 10, 30, 2020. And you're like, Oh yeah. I'm like taking a break. And then it's like, yeah. they have like a tweet in between that and like something from like eight fifteen twenty, And you're like, I don't know. You just feel like disconnected, even though like you shouldn't, yeah. you know, cause they're not like they don't owe you it's not its fault like, yeah no they don't. Yeah, exactly but it, it does like having a presence a presence in that social real estate is important right now because everyone's on it yeah and exactly and like balancing all that as a growing musician with just like basic human needs that aren't related like making money or like maintaining a relationship it's fucking like non-stop and sometimes it's easy to just feel overwhelmed and just play World of Warcraft for 12 hours instead of doing anything, you know? Yeah, but I, I feel like when we do things like that, there's, uh, at least for me, and it's, it kind of sounds like for you, when I do those things where I just like mindlessly turn off my brain for like hours at a time and I just get lost in something, I end up after like an hour or two, I, I think I start thinking of the things that I need to think of. Like I'll play like one game of league of legends. And as it's ending, I'm like, Oh yeah, I need to register for classes. I should do that after yeah. this. Like, yeah. And so I feel like as long as you can kind of stay focused while distracting yourself, I think that's important right now too. Yeah. Facts. That's a good point. All right. And so like, we're man, coming it's, up- it's like around Christmas too. And it's like, uh, do I just take a week off? Then I get like anxiety if I don't like have a productive day or a week. It's kind of weird, which I guess is a good trait. But yeah, anyways. All right, we're coming up on 50 minutes. So we're going to do. Um, Explain that, Graham. No, <laughs> we're going to do a Spitfire <laughs> round of just super important questions. Um, okay. All right. Evan, do you know what I'm talking about? I I don't. But All right, so just, I'll ask the first one, and then you can ask the next one. You'll find it. Um, so do you do anything specific to your hair in these TikTok videos with the emo accent to make it look super greasy? Is it just water? Is so what, it water. Like, water in natural grease. Actual grease? Like, so like the best... It's a little combination of both. The best would be like after I like go on a long walk with my dog, like I come back and I got that natural like shimmer, that natural sweat. It's real easy to shape and mold. 
Well, sometimes right. the old sink, the sink dip works too. Oh yeah, the sink dip's great. Mm-hmm. Evan, did yeah. you find? Yeah. Sink? Next question. Why is it haze? Where did you come up with the name? You're always My stuck in a haze. Or is it just because you're super both. friendly and say hi a lot? Both. And my last name is Hayes. Oh, okay. Well, like spell, it's spelled like this. No, H-A-Y-E-S. So I was like super creative. I was like, H-E-Y-Z. Let's get it. <laughs> it's like a gamer tag. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. Yeah, like when you see like Hayes Remix, it actually kind of like looks like a like a name. Nice. I'll take it. Kind of looks like a name. There you go. There's your. Yeah, yeah. That's important. <laughs> Tony said it looks like, like a name. We're good. Yeah, I, maybe if I put like some numbers or like a V instead of the Y or like a, you know, some characters, it could be more like trap or bass music. But if it's got a Z, it's pretty good. Pretty edgy. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next question. Sorry, I had my garbage people outside are super loud. Um, but on average, Boys how many times? Out. How many times does it take <laughs> to make a TikTok? Like, is this are these first takes that we see, or is it like the tenth take? Sometimes it's the first, second. Sometimes it's like the fifth. If I'm doing something ten times, I know I'm pushing it and like I'm forcing it. All right, good point. Good point. Yeah. All but, right, Evan, yeah. you got this last one. All right, I'm remixing this last one. You could go back in time and meet any anyone in the world, any artist, any celebrity. Who would it be and why? Ooh, that's so good. Any celebrity? Anyone artist? at all. It could be your your traveling great grandfather, Bobo. Or it could be I already I met him. I met him. He's pretty cool. Oh well, there you go. Okay, well that doesn't count then. Okay, I've always been obsessed with Dead Mouse, but like I think he's kind of a dick. So I don't really know <laughs> if that would be like like very rewarding. I but guess, what if you met him and he was super cool and he was like, hey man. If he said hey man to me, that's great. I'll take that. You like no it's I would, okay. I don't like really have like a bunch of people I look up to, but I you know, someone who's like uh, just like maybe like fucking Diplo or someone like having dinner with him. Someone who just like has all the pieces put together like music brand Grammy noms like that'd be cool. Skrillex, someone like that. Good one. I want to go back to that real quick and it, I think this is common sense but it's just something I never put together. Whenever I see someone release on a label like you release it on Mousetrap you said or Deadbeats I just automatically assume in my head, like, oh, then he's he's met Dead Mouse, he's met Hooks uh, in DC. Is that not always the case? I have never met Dead Mouse, and I've I sent one Instagram DM to Hooks, and he like responded, and that's it. And then Jaws, I talked to like via text, but I've never met these people in person. No, Dead Mouse, obviously, I've never spoken a word to him. I don't even know if he knows I exist. Yeah, it's just so interesting that you're releasing on my label. I mean, I guess from a logistical standpoint, he can't meet every single person. Uh, no. And like, I'm in North Carolina, dude. I'm nowhere near any of these people. Yeah, he's in like Canada, I, in, I think. Yeah, if I was in LA, it'd be different. But like, I, I know Zed's dad will be super accommodating, you know, like if I'm. I'm sure I'll meet them. It's just been COVID since I've been on the label, you know? Right. They definitely know I exist. I think they do too. I would hope. Or I'd be really sad. Well, Hayes, it was just a pleasure to have you on. I'm glad you exist. I hope this wasn't boring for y'all. No, not at all. You know, this this has been great, honestly. I loved it. So what do we sh- where do we ship this out to? Like the, all the big guys, CNN, MSNBC, BuzzFeed. No, yeah, I'll just I'll add like a subject line where we have some sort of source saying that we're getting the two thousand um, <laughs> dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stimulus, and or like they'll have to fact how check to, it. 
how to make money selling farts. You won't believe number seven. <laughs> Buzzfeed article of the day. <laughs> well, well, boys. Thank you so much for joining us. This yeah, has been no problem. honestly a pleasure and a half. Same, man. This is my first podcast. No way. Well, se- second. I did one oh, like three years ago. Oh, okay. That counts. I don't want to say that doesn't count. Basically but... a virgin again. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Well, anything... I, wasn't ver- I wasn't verified on TikTok for that one. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. oh, you could, you could almost tag the TikTok or tag the episode on TikTok. True. Yeah, don't don't promote your music. Promote this podcast instead. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anything but my music. Literally anything. Do you have anything? Any last words uh, before we sign off? Take care of each other. And whenever you eat a burrito, don't get the sour cream or salsa in the burrito. Get it on the side so you can control how much is in each bite. All right. And I'm Tony. If you get nothing else from that podcast. That's that's the one advice there that you should follow. Yeah. Please listen to me with that. <laughs> I'm Can I just go and elaborate on that more? Like, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Let's, me, let's elaborate on give that. Me a few, well, give me like um, two minutes to explain my reasons. Please. Please. So these people that work at Chipotle and Moe's and shit, right? You know, they, they do a great job, but you never know when someone's going to be, be having a bad day. And this could result in your burrito being a little fucked up. Like you could have a glob of sour cream in like a corner of that bitch and you take a bite and it's like, okay, I just ate the entirety of my allotted sour cream in one bite. Now, if it's on the side, salsa, sour cream, guac, any additive that could be too mushy, you have full control. So just make sure you think about those things next time you guys eat. All right. And, and be safe. Thank you. Actually, gonna yeah. actually that. I know it's fucking legit. How much sense? Cool. I got like I got like two hours of TikTok videos to make for people's Christmas. Busy yeah. man. We'll let you get back to that. <laughs>